Hey everybody, this is Nate Smoyer, and you're listening to the Tech Nest Podcast. This is the show where we sit down with the leaders in real estate and technology to find out what they're doing to transform the way we buy, sell, and invest in real estate. If you've got an interest in real estate and technology, stick around. You're in the right place. I am so pumped about today's show. We have Tyler Forte of Felix Holmes. Felix Holmes is a hybrid. Uh, they're they're you, they're your real estate agent. They're your listing company. They're your 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 you're just a brokerage and I buyer kind of combined together. They've got a unique value proposition with a guarantee. If they can't sell your home in ninety days, they'll buy it themselves. Look, I'm gonna stop talking. Let's just jump into the show and hear what Tyler has to say. Welcome today's guest from Felix Holmes. We have Tyler Forte. Tyler, how are you? I'm doing well. How about you? I'm doing fantastic, man. Got some coffee here. Yep. It's number four on the day. I saw you had some espresso. All I drink these days. Now, is it Nespresso or you got an actual espresso machine? No, it's Nespresso. So, you know, I'm not over there kind of like, you know, grinding down the puck and, and <laughs> grinding my own beans, but, you know, it does the job. So you got one of those little tiny cups. Does the machine come with that? Yeah. Yep. Right here. <laughs> oh man, look at that thing. See, I got, I'm not, I'm not trying to brag or nothing, but I got the Facebook. <laughs> okay. You know? Okay. So, we'll have but, to get some uh, Felix Holmes branded uh, cups one day. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Well, it'll look good. Well, they, yeah. yeah, this blue actually is, well, then not quite, yeah, but it's close. it's close. Well, Hey, uh, let's, let's jump right into it. Let everyone know a little bit about who you are and what you do. Sure. Uh, so I'm Tyler Forte. I'm the CEO of Felix Homes, and we're kind of this hybrid direct buyer or I buyer and real estate agent. Um, so really cool. We're trying to, uh, you know, really combine the best of both worlds, offering a little bit of what I buyers offer, which is, you know, the guaranteed sale, um, the certainty that your home will sell. Um, but we're also trying to really optimize for the highest price. Um, so that's what we're all about. Uh, launched in Nashville on July 1st and, you know, really excited to start helping out home, home sellers. And uh, yeah, couldn't have gone better. Yeah, well, welcome to the Nashville area, by the way. I'm bummed that we missed each other by, by, a, by a full day. I'll but, be back, though. I mean, it was definitely a cool city. Uh, I was there for the 4th of July. And, you know, mm -hmm. coming from New York, I thought I have seen good fireworks in my, in my life. But, um, man, Nashville really puts, uh, you know, their head down when it comes to, to their fireworks <laughs> show. I mean, they definitely gave New York a run for its money. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, st I stayed in Franklin. We're a little bit south, but okay. uh, we, we, our neighbors were courteous enough to share with what they had. Yep. <laughs> so let's start off with um, really, what is the big problem that Felix is solving for people? Right. So there's a couple of problems actually. Um, so really the premise of Felix Homes, we have three main value propositions that we offer home sellers. Uh, the first one is this upfront payment. So we'll actually give home sellers up to 2% of their home's value today just for listing with us, right? And the importance of this is, you know, we're targeting folks that maybe bought their house post 2008. So they're sitting on a lot of capital gains, especially in Nashville where, you know, home prices have shot up, but maybe they're still only in their first or second job, don't have a ton of savings and whatever savings they do have, they don't want to put that really towards their home that they're about to sell. And so we'll give them that upfront, you know, payment to really help them with minor repairs, whether that is, you know, repainting the walls, replacing that stained carpet. Um, but really the homeowner can do whatever they'd like with that money. That's theirs to keep. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we'll just make a couple recommendations on what they can do to, to really boost the price of their home. Um, the second value proposition proposition is that we offer a guaranteed sale in 90 days. So again, this is kind of where a little bit of the iBuyer model comes in. 
um, we've noticed that people really like the iBuyer model because they have that guarantee, right? And because the home selling process usually occurs because of a life event, the last thing you want to have to worry about as a home seller is that, you know, your home will eventually sell. Mm -hmm. So what we'll do is we'll list it on the market for 90 days. And if it doesn't sell within that 90 days, we'll offer to buy it for a price that we tell you on day one. And then the third value proposition is we have this very unique commission model. And so the issue that we saw with a lot of iBuyers like Opendoor, for example, is they were offering this great convenience, right? You know, sell your home and we'll give you the money in 10 days. But the issue with their model is that they're still charging, again, like up to 12% to sell your home. And I think folks are already, you know, a little bit wary with realtors charging up to 6%. And then you have this direct buyer coming in and charging up to 12. And so what we're trying to do is really cater to folks that want to sell their home quickly, want the guarantee, but they also want to optimize for price. And so our commission model is a little bit different. Um, again, on day one, we give you that upfront payment and we'll give you the guaranteed price. And then the way we make money is if we can sell your home for anything above that guaranteed price, capped at 6%, that's what we get to take home essentially as our commission. So the way you can think about it is our commission is kind of sliding from 0% all the way up to 6%, depending on how well we really perform. Oh, so, so you, you get a bigger percent uh, take home if you sell it for more. Exactly. So if our, you know, if, if we're able to do a really good job on our end, and if we're able to bring, let's say three, four, five home buyers to bid on your home and drives the price from, let's say 250,000 all the way up to 220 um, or, or to two, you know, 300, mm -hmm. then we get to keep that amount. And so our commission really depends on how well we're able to perform. And that was really a factor of my own experience. Um, so here in New York, sold a home, you know, about a year and a half ago. Um, and, you know, before selling, we ended up interviewing probably five or six different real estate agents. That yeah. puts you in the minority because most people don't interview two right. agents. Right. So we really did our due diligence and, you know, we went with the agent that would sell for the highest price, or at least that would list it for the highest price. Right. <laughs> Which you think as a first time home seller is like a pretty simple explanation. It's like, okay, I'm going to go with the agent that will tell me my home is worth the most. Um, in reality, what ended up happening is we put it on the market about two weeks later, we get a call from the agent saying, Oh, you know, Tyler, hope things are going well. Um, the market's kind of softened up a little bit since you put it on, put it on and, you know, do you mind if we drop the price by 20,000? I'm like, do I mind? Well, yeah, it's $20,000. Was that really um, how the agent tried to sell it on you? Yeah, do you mind yeah. if we drop the price? Yeah. And so we ended up doing it, you know, again, they're the expert. We kind of took their advice, um, dropped it by 20,000. Again, another two weeks go by, no, no calls, no interest, a couple low ball, ball offers. Um, you know, in all, we ended up selling it for about 30,000 less than the initial list price. And mm -hmm. for me, you know, that's a lot of money. Um, I'm sure for most people it is too, but you know, our agent only really missed out on maybe 500 to $800 in their commission at the end of the day. Um, so that really sparked my interest because um, I noticed that a lot of the traditional agents with this, you know, very set five to 6% commission model only really care about selling your home very quickly. And what I've noticed that a lot of them play these like dirty tricks, if you will, just to get the listing, um, even though they may know that your, your house will never sell for the price that they initially listed at. Well, I mean, the Gary Keller model is leads, listings, leverage, right. and, uh, you know, to, to build leads, you know, that, that often comes from the listings. Now, I don't want to paint all realtors as, right. as right. the bad guys. I mean, there's, there's bad guys in all markets. And so, 
you know, but it sounds like really what you ran into was, you know, you, the, the model didn't work for you and mm -hmm. even expectations were out of alignment. So let's talk through that. How does Felix make sure that then the expectations with the seller are in alignment from the start so that, right. you know, 30, 45 days in when you go to, you know, after you get an offer, I mean, I guess depending on what, what market you're in, I mean, right. You know, some markets are, you know, five days in, you're getting an offer to close in 30 days. So, but maybe 60, 90 days in, you know, when the final price is set and financing's all locked in, we're getting ready to close. How do you ensure that the uh, final result meets the expectations set on the front side? Yeah. Uh, so to walk you through our process really quickly, because I think that would help, um, yeah. you know, so what we'll do is we'll have folks that come to our website and they'll sign up, right? And by signing up, they just have to enter their name and email. From there, we'll actually reach out to them, you know, a couple days later. And what we'll do is we'll just ask them for their address and their approximate timeline. Uh, once we get that back, we'll actually set up a time to do a 10 to 15 minute home tour where we're at, we'll actually sell someone from our team to their home just to, you know, do a quick walkthrough, making sure um, everything is kind of up to standard. Uh, after that home tour, within about 72 hours, we'll send them an offer. And that offer will actually include the upfront payment that I mentioned, as well as that guaranteed price, right? And we say on day one, um, here is what you're going to be getting. And if we can't sell your home, um, you know, within that 90 day time period, we'll buy it for X amount. And that X amount is a 5% discount to the initial price that we guarantee. Because again, if your home didn't sell within 90 days, um, either there's something wrong with the home or there's something wrong with the way we priced it. And so we're not gonna buy it right at that price we guarantee, we're gonna buy it at 5% below that. So then what we do is we'll list it on the market like a traditional agent would do. And we'll do all we can in marketing the home to find that end buyer. And if we find that end buyer, the transaction is, is normal. It takes place, you know, as any real estate transaction would. Um, and the only difference is that our commission is made uh, from, you know, the price that we sell to the end buyer for and the price that uh, we've guaranteed to you. Again, capped at 6%. And if we can't find an end buyer in 90 days, um, it's very simply, uh, very simple. We act as an eye buyer in that situation where we buy the home directly from the person, all cash offer. So um, there's no risk of, you know, us getting financing and the homeowner can, you know, simply go on and enjoy, you know, the next home that they're going to move into. Got it. So, okay. So if we had the, let's say we, we the, the, the home sale price is at 300,000 right. as a guarantee. So then uh, if they reach the 90 days without selling, we're looking at a, uh, Felix Homes will come in and purchase the home at 285. Right, right. And then let's say uh, you know Felix Homes actually sells it at 310. What does the seller pay out in commission of that? It's six percent of that difference. Well, no, so, so if we bought it after 90 days, um, you know the seller goes off and, and they move on to their next home. Right. There is no commission in that sense. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. if we have to buy it, there's no commission. But um, if if you guys sell it in your first 30 days, right? So right. You, you sell it and it actually sells it say 310 instead of 300 where you guaranteed, is it that, that 10,000 goes 10, through guys? Can be thought of as our commission, right? And oh, so I that's see. why I say our, our commission is kind of sliding um, oh, I see. based on our performance, right? So let's say we, we guarantee you 300,000, right? And yeah. we're only able to sell it for, you know, 305. Well, we've just made, you know, $5,000. Um, if we're able to really perform and we sell it for, um, you know, maybe 312, okay, we've just, gotten to keep $12,000 as our commission. And again, we cap that amount at 6%. So yep. you're really never paying more than your traditional agent. Um, That's great. And, yeah, yeah. And so you, and you've already given them money up front to list with you though. Right, so we've already given the 2% upfront. Got it, okay. 
Very cool. That is uh, definitely a little bit of a different model. I can see why you guys are a little bit of a hybrid of, right. you know, your agent, your, your iBuyer. So you finding your own agents on the ground or are you partnering similar to uh, like the way like Redfin does it? It depends on the state. Um, here in New York, okay. uh, we're actually partnering, but in Tennessee, uh, we have our own brokers and agents on the ground. Um, you know, we've just found that uh, from a regulatory standpoint, um, that's a little bit easier to operate that way. Um, but, you know, as we expand, we'll really take it by uh, state by state. Um, to see what would be the most optimal way to, to really launch our brand in that state. Got it. Okay. And so uh, you guys are in New York, you're in Nashville. Uh, where else are you guys headed? Uh, so we're also in New York and Connecticut. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. So we're in Connecticut as well. Um, Nashville is our official launch market. Um, and so we're really excited about Nashville right now. Uh, actually narrowed it down from looking at over 30 different markets to launch in. Um, looking at, you know, well over 20 different factors and Nashville really just checked off all the boxes. Um, and then as far as what's next, you know, I'm, I'm not really sure to be honest with you. We definitely have our <laughs> plate full here. Um, you know, we've gotten just an absolute tremendous amount of interest since we've launched. Um, and if I were to tell you, hey, maybe Charlotte or, or Tampa will be our next market. I'm sure by the time we're ready to launch there, uh, you know, we're probably going to change it up. So when we look to launch in a new market, we're going to go through the same process of, you know, looking at, uh, you know, 30 plus major, major cities and, and metropolitan areas. And then from there, narrowing it down to five, and then, you know, hopefully choosing um, a couple more to launch in, but really excited to offer, you know, our product to more people and, and just helping folks through the home selling process. We got to do, uh, you got to do like a, an Amazon bidding strategy, get cities begging yeah. for you to come in. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> So, okay, so let me uh, ask this. So, I mean, this is a relatively new category. It's a new product. So, you know, why do people end up going with you guys over, uh, let's just take the iBuyer or my, you know, my sister's husband's friend right. is married to a realtor. Why not go with that person? Why do they choose Felix Holmes? Yeah. So, um, you know, as far as us compared to a traditional agent, um, you know, it's, it's a pretty easy answer. I mean, we're really providing everything a traditional agent would provide. Um, the full service, but what we do is a little bit different where we're guaranteeing that your home will sell, you know, first off, which is pretty big. Um, we're giving you that upfront payment, which for some folks is really important for others. It may not be as important, um, but really the guarantee is, is the main thing. You know, I, I think you'd be pretty hard pressed to find any traditional agent, um, especially in Nashville, who's willing to say that if I can't sell your home in 90 days, I will buy it myself. Um, and so, you know, that is a pretty easy um, answer there. And then as far as, you know, what differentiates us from the open doors of the world, um, again, open door is a great solution uh, for some people, right? It's very good if you're looking to move very quickly, whether that is because of, you know, relocating, maybe you just got a new job um, and you need to sell your house very quickly, or perhaps, you know, uh, God forbid a relative, you know, passed away and you inherited their home and you just want that headache off your shoulders. Um, oh. You know, the main issue I have with any of the iBuyers is that, you know, the, the commission that they charge, you know, they like to call it a convenience fee is very substantial. I mean, it could be up to 12%, um, which for us just, you know, really isn't great for your average home seller. Um, so that's kind of why we uh, are able to differentiate ourselves from a traditional iBuyer and also from an agent. That is, that's amazing. Uh, you guys obviously have thought about this a lot. Um, you know, certainly going to be something as a, a bit of an education component right uh, for the market to be able to catch up I think with with you so how many transactions then have you guys been a part of uh, you know I guess well let, let's just start with Nashville you guys right. have just officially launched 
haven't yeah. been able to nail down the first transaction yet. Well, so Nashville will be launched, you know, on July 1st. Um, okay. So within nine days, uh, we haven't done any transactions, but we've gotten a ton of interest. So uh, we've had over 90 folks from Nashville, home sellers, you know, who have signed up on our website and we're actively scheduling home tours with them, right? The home tour is really the first step in the process where we actually go do a 10, 15 minute tour of their home. And from there, within a couple of days, we'll actually send them the offer. Um, so again, close to over 80 people so far have signed up within uh, the nine days and extremely excited about that. So, um, you know, probably another week or two before we actually complete our first transaction in Nashville. But um, again, the reception we've gotten from folks has just been kind of above and beyond what we, what we expected. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's awesome. I mean, as a, as a former, uh, and as I mentioned earlier, recovering realtor, right. um, you know, 90 leads in a week is, is nothing to uh, bat an eye at. That's, that's phenomenal. That's so with, what, are, with no what are you guys doing? Yeah. I mean, so that's with no marketing. Um, you know, we were actually pretty lucky. We got picked up by the Tennessean. Um, they wrote a pretty cool article about us. Um, so that definitely drove some leads. Um, and then we were picked up by Inman, um, by ABC Channel 2. So just a lot of, uh, you know, pretty free PR. Uh, haven't paid yet for it. Um, you know, <laughs> that what we're looking to do is, is definitely do some traditional and digital advertising in Nashville. Um, definitely want folks to hear about Felix Homes. Um, so that's going to be a mixture of, you know, Facebook, um, you know, Google AdWords, SEO, um, writing really great quality content. You know, we think that um, there's a lot we can do from a content perspective to really help consumers as well. Um, there's a lot of questions that folks have when selling their home that we can answer by, you know, a great article or even a list. Um, and so we're doing a lot of things on that end. Um, you know, and then just, you know, other, other forms of, of traditional media, um, whether that means, uh, you know, kind of print advertising, um, advertising in the local newspaper, just really wanting folks to hear about our, our business because by driving them to our website, um, I think the value proposition is, is pretty clear. Um, so that's really the main goal of, of our advertising campaigns is just drive folks to our website, um, let them hear about Felix Homes and what we can offer. Yeah. What's, uh, you know, leading up to, you know, launching officially in Nashville and you got mm -hmm. some, you know, some happenings in Connecticut, New York, maybe uh, share something that hasn't gone well, or maybe there was a failed experiment or something that you found, hey, this isn't going to work for the model that we're trying to establish. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, the, the biggest thing that we've been really contending with is um, from a regulatory standpoint, right? Because real estate is regulated on a state-by-state -state basis, um, you know, we were all set up initially in, in New York, Connecticut. Um, and then when we chose Nashville, um, you know, again, we kind of had to relook at everything uh, from a business model perspective, um, all of our contracts, our legal framework. Um, and so that definitely took a little bit of time, um, you know, that I initially wasn't really expecting. Um, and I, I feel it's going to be very similar for each state we really launch in where, you know, because re real estate is first off so highly regulated, um, but secondly, you know, based on a state by state basis, um, it can be, really be difficult uh, to try and grow very quickly. Um, so that's been something. Um, the other thing that uh, we really haven't, um, you know, uh, kind of uh, felt yet, but something that, you know, I, I can see us uh, trying to, to figure out is, how to keep um, homeowner uh, price expectations uh, based in reality, right? A lot of folks go to Zillow and that's the first place they go and they see their estimate. Mm -hmm. And while I think that's an amazing tool and the data that um, Zillow has is, is really, you know, pretty amazing. Um, I also think that, you know, the estimate can be a little bit wrong sometimes, right? Um, it's not perfect. And uh, in a lot of cases, it's a great starting point, but what you really need is, you know, for someone to visit your home, for someone to, you know, 
who knows the local market, knows the local trends, um, and can actually, you know, see inside your home. You know, do you have uh, granite countertops? Do you have stainless steel appliances? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's things that an AVM, which is what, uh, you know, Zestimate essentially is, just can't do. For, and for those who may not know what AVM is? Yeah, so it's an automated valuation model. Um, mm-hmm. Basically, it just takes, you know, a ton of comps, a ton of historical data, um, and gives you a price based on that. Um, again, it doesn't do as good a job taking into account local market trends, and it, it obviously can't see inside of your home. Um, yeah. You know, so it really doesn't know, you know, the finishes that you have. You know, did you do a, a major, you know, home renovation where, um, again, you put in granite countertops, you put in wood floors. Right, I think that right. really boosts the price of your home. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, you're you're absolutely right. I mean, for me, I look for the for a big garage. I like detached shops, you know, for other people, they want that big wide open kitchen. And just because they're both in the same neighborhood, like you said, the trends are not always uh, necessarily reflected in, in some of these tools. Right. I think, you know, and and you probably see this too, like the, the, the segmentation of real estate has been a hindrance to the industry for years Mm -hmm. for a long time. And uh, we're seeing more and more companies come out with data tools to make that, uh, experience, you know, uh, for, for buyers, for renters, for investors, um, especially in property management, seeing a lot being poured into those areas. Um, is there anything that, uh, from a data perspective that you guys are working on that you see as a key to your success? Yeah, I mean, there are, but even before I mentioned that, I'd like to say that the democratization of data, um, you know, mostly spearheaded by Zillow has been amazing for the consumer, right? So I'm not trying to knock estimate by any means. I think that, um, you know, what Zillow has done um, has really taken a lot of power away from traditional real estate agents, which mm. I think is important because at the end of the day, it's really improving the consumer experience. Wow. Yeah. I mean, uh, the, the existing model is look at what's on you know, record, but it looks at, you know, trailing three or six months data, which is, you know, old data necessarily. And, right. and uh, right. sometimes isn't, isn't always a, a great re- reflection, especially when you're listing in April right. and you're looking at the past three months of data. Um, you and know, not only that, but you know, as someone, you could say to a consumer, okay, if you're really trying to optimize for price, right, why don't we list it at this price point? And yes, it will take a little bit longer to sell, but you'll actually you know, end up with more money at the end of the day. Or let's say you are in a little bit of a bind and you need to sell your home in you know, 25 days or 30 days. Well, then we can say, okay, at this price point, um, you know, we have 95% assurance that that uh, scenario will actually happen, right? So um, mm-hmm. I think it's a really interesting tool um, that, you know, we would love to provide homeowners. Um, it's something that we're currently working on. And I'm really excited about. Yeah. You know, I, it's interesting. So I saw that on the, on your website, you shared the Freakonomics episode yeah, yeah. of, uh, you know, the traditional realtor. Uh, so they'll, they'll sell the home for the, the client. And then if they sell a home of their own, that's, right. you know, similar, they, they end up making a little bit more. Why is that? Yeah, those who don't know. The reason why is they hold out for the best offer, right? So um, let's say you hire a real estate agent. Um, mm-hmm. This kind of goes back to my whole issue with the whole traditional commission structure, right? Because a traditional agent is looking to sell your home as quickly as possible, not for the highest price. And the reason why is because, again, maybe a $20,000 either increase or decrease in the sales price of your home is only going to affect the agent um, by, again, between $500 to $800. Um, on the other hand, if an agent is listing their own home, well, now they're acting as a homeowner, right? And so they're putting themselves in the homeowner's shoes. And for that reason, um, what they do is they typically, you know, a lot of times won't take the first offer. They'll actually hold out um, and data says, you know, for an average of 10 more days, 
Um, and you know, in re in regards to putting it on the 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 market for ten more days, they'll actually end up with up to three percent higher sales price. And three percent on a you know five hundred thousand dollar home is is a lot of money. So um, that's the reason why. And you know, I think our model really solved that issue. Um, our model really allows you know the agent to be very incentivized and. Yeah. Um, you know, not necessarily looking to sell the home as quickly as possible, even though, you know, typically that does happen. Um, but really, again, trying to optimize for price. Yeah. Let's shift gears here a little bit. I want to talk about funding in real estate and real yeah. estate tech. So, you know, we're seeing some, I've been describing as tectonic plate shift movements mm -hmm. in real estate. Um, the indie broker, the flat fee broker, right. um, you can buy a home and sell your home online. Uh, you can go tour homes now mm -hmm. without an agent present. I mean, these are just, some of these things are just really big shifts. Uh, they're happening in pockets and isolations, but right. so there's a ton of money being poured into the space. Why do you think the real estate tech space is finally getting this attention from, you know, VC companies and, and uh, tech entrepreneurs? Uh, why, why are they suddenly pouring their time, money, and attention into real estate tech? Yeah, sure. Um, so uh, I guess to preface it, I'm a, a former VC. Um, that was kind of, you know, for the past four years of my life, really my main focus. Um, and so for me, I like to see where the money is coming from, right? And part of the reason I think is because you have um, prop tech or real estate, you know, focused VCs out there now um, that only invest in prop tech, right? Um, so mm -hmm. part of the reason why is because you have these people that um, have, you know, really intimate knowledge of the space that are now more comfortable taking, you know, larger bets um, on companies that are really disrupting the, the market. Um, I think, you know, the other part of it is um, for a long time, again, real estate is this very highly regulated um, industry that, you know, also just the, the incumbents have built this huge moat around what they've done, you know, and I think that by the democratization of data, um, like I mentioned before, um, you're starting to get, you know, companies as well as just consumers um, that are more comfortable, you know, transacting maybe with, um, you know, a, a little bit less of, of handholding, if you will, um, or companies that are really looking to leverage that data where, you know, the only reason we can provide um, our service and Open, Open Door can provide their service is because, you know, we have high assurance around what the price of the home should be. Um, and so, you know, certain things like that, I think is really starting to, um, you know, uh, allow different technology companies to, to access prop tech and to disrupt it. Um, I think other things, you know, that are on the horizon um, could come from, you know, certainly different uh, blockchain applications in prop tech, um, but also just looking at, you know, what DocuSign has done for the industry, for example, right? I right. mean, the, the, the fact that you can close on your home, um, you know, all through e-signature and, and have it e-filed or, you know, whatever you need to do um, is not only better for the consumer, um, but it's better for everybody involved. Yeah, I mean, the speed of transaction can actually, and especially in a competitive market, you don't have time right. to print this off, chase it down to the homeowner. Can you sign this, run it back to the office, scan it in? I mean, you just, you know, you don't have that. Right. And the rest of the business is not waiting for, you know, real estate to catch up. Mm -hmm. Sure, sure. So, uh, so being a former VC, I mean, you know how the game works. Are, are you, do you guys have funding uh, backing Felix at this moment? Yeah, so we have funding backing Felix. Um, I can't disclose how much, but we do have uh, funding both for our company, but then also we have separate financing um, if we do have to go ahead and purchase the home. Um, so we are, you know, capitalized. Um, and then, you know, what we're really looking to do is, 
have Nashville be, um, if you will, like a proof of concept or our initial launch market, um, and then get you know a number of transactions in the Nashville market, and then go out and raise um, additional capital. So you know that's something that we'll probably look to do um, around Q4 of this year. Um, and really, what we're looking for is someone who could be you know more than just uh, an investor. We're looking for someone to really um, be very strategic for our company. Um, someone that could open doors, you know, beyond just the money that they are able to write. Yeah, that's cool. All right. Um, we've got, I've got one more pointed question that we're going to play a little game here. Okay. Um, okay. So you got to fill me in. What's the story behind your domain? Yeah. Um, so the domain, Howdy Felix, um, we bought it actually before we uh, chose Nashville to launch. Um, and we bought, you know, a couple other domains that are similar. Um, but really, you know, one of my co-founders just like, oh, well, how do Felix is available? We looked at, you know, Hello Felix. We looked at a bunch of other domains and, um, you know, all of them were already taken. So how do Felix was the only one available and it just kind of worked out because now we're launching in, in Nashville and, um, you know, <laughs> folks down there seem to really resonate with it. Um, so that's kind of the story behind the, the, the domain. It's, it's kind of just, yeah, uh, by way of chance. <laughs> okay. I just thought, I was like, man, there's got to be a story behind this domain. And, um, okay, so we're going to play a game. This game is called For the Future. Okay. It's a little cheesy. Um, this is where I'll ask you uh, four different questions, uh, and this is to get your best predictions mm -hmm. on the future. Okay. Uh, first question is, what does Felix Holmes look like one year from now? So one year from now, um, what we'd like to do is, is really start offering vertical uh, services as well. Um, so that's everything from, uh, you know, mortgage to title insurance as well. Um, and then, you know, what it looks like a year from now, other than that is, is just continuing to expand, um, continuing to offer, you know, more services to consumers um, in more markets. Um, so I think that the overall product may be very similar. Um, something that we have thought about doing is maybe offering um, another, you know, iBuyer like product where, um, essentially what would happen is let's say we get a home seller and they come to us and they say, Felix, we really love your model. Um, but you know, factor of the matter is I have to move, you know, I just got a, a job offer and I need to be moved out in let's say 10 days. Um, and so what we may end up doing is in addition to, you know, our current service, our current product is actually offering, um, a similar iBuyer product as well, where we'll just buy the home directly from the person and it will be very similar to an open door style transaction. Got it. Okay. Uh, question two, what will the housing market in general look like one year from now? Yeah. So um, as far as right now, I don't see uh, much to, to worry about. Um, you know, again, people really like to, to hit home against, you know, cycles and, Oh, we've been on this cycle for X number of years, you know, isn't it starting to get time um, for, for a downturn. And, and for me, I focus less about the historic cycle and more about, okay, where are we currently at? Um, how is the economy doing? Um, how is the actual market that we're looking at doing? So um, I, I think a couple of weeks ago, Alliance Bernstein, you know, huge bank uh, announced that they're going to be uh, moving actually 1500 employees from Manhattan, from New York, um, down to Nashville, Tennessee. And so for us, that's a huge opportunity. Wow. Um, you know, as you mentioned before, Amazon with their, their HQ2, mm -hmm. um, you know, whatever, whatever city they decide to, uh, to, to plant in is, is going to be very exciting for that market from a real estate perspective. Um, you know, so I'm still very bullish, uh, you know, around, um, 
around real estate, definitely in Nashville for sure. Um, but real estate, you know, in general, I think that, you know, we're still in a place where the economy is doing great. Um, and I don't really see any, any reason right now to really be quite worried. Got it. When do you think then the next big boom or bust will happen? <laughs> oh man. Um, I mean, I wish I had a crystal ball. Um, <laughs> I really, I mean, I'm not sure about that one. Um, you definitely, definitely caught me there. You know, I, I think that there's going to be some type of, it, it, there has to be some type of event, um, you know, that, that will go on to really trigger any type of downturn. Right. And do I really know what that mean? Uh, what that will be? No. Um, it could be anything from, you know, again, trade war with China to North Korea. I, you know, I'm not really too sure about that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, you, you're absolutely right. I mean, fuel prices change things, timber yeah. coming in from Canada, right. new housing starts are uh, health indicators of good markets. And, mm -hmm. you know, everyone keeps saying slowing down, but then we see new housing starts every month that are still looking good. And that's, uh, that, those are strong indicators. But like yeah. you said, I wish I had a crystal ball. That's why I ask you. I bring, I bring smart people like you on the show <laughs> so I can get a, a feel for, hey, where should I be putting my money? Right. I, um, I, what I hope that hap starts to happen is, is we've seen uh, homeowners um, hold on to their, their current home for more than you know, historical uh, average. And so what we'd like to see happen is um, more affordable homes uh, start to come onto the market. You know, people, you know, especially in our generation, are, are uh, either staying at home or they're renting for a lot longer, which... Um, in my opinion, um, it, it's going to hurt them in the long term. Um, yeah. The big issue is that, you know, during, um, you know, the, the previous crisis, right, you had large institutional uh, companies buy up a lot of single family homes. And these were single family homes that, um, you know, are kind of your first time buyer homes, right? They're homes that are affordable. Um, and, you know, the big issue is that these institutions bought them up. So you have companies that own, you know, 70,000 plus single family homes. Well, where does that leave, you know, the the new couple that just got married and they want to move into their 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 first home? You know, it, it drives up prices at the end of the day. Um, and so either two things need to happen. Uh, you know, those companies need to start, uh, you know, divesting some of their single family homes that they own. Or we need home builders to start to, um, you know, really pick up the pace. I mean, uh, new inventory is, is at an all-time low. Um, existing current inventory is at an all-time low. And so... You know, bottom line is we just need more homes on the market, especially in that entry level price point. Yeah. And the final fourth for the future, uh, what's one thing you believe will fade away in real estate as a result of technological advances? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is the buyer's agent. Um, you know, you're seeing a lot of companies where, you know, they're off offering some type of, of rebate, right? So you have Redfin right. offering a buyer's rebate. Um, you have a company based in California that offers, you know, a rebate as well. Um, the tricky thing is, again, it depends on the state. So, um, you know, in, in Nashville or in Tennessee, um, you're not really allowed to offer any type of, of buyer's rebate. And so that could be a very tricky issue that, in my opinion, is, is kind of hurting the consumer experience. Um, you know, so I, I think that while listing agents provide a great deal of value, um, the buyer's agent, you know, again, um, is really a gatekeeper. And I think that with technology... And, um, you know, I think with the fact that buyers, for whatever reason, are becoming more comfortable either approaching the homeowner or approaching the listing agent and just saying, hey, I'm really interested in this home. Um, you know, can you give me a tour? And if, if I buy through you, 
where, you know, you become then, uh, you know, kind of a, a brokerage that um, is, is uh, you know, representing both sides of the transaction, um, you know, it's, it's better for the, the buyer at the end of the day, because you can give them uh, part of the commission that the buyer's agent would have received. And, you know, they can get that house for a cheaper price. So as far as something that will fade away, I think that, you know, the buyer's agent, um, you know, maybe may the next thing to go. But again, I want to reiterate that uh, listing agents, in my opinion, provide a great deal of value. Um, you know, but I, I think buyers are just becoming more comfortable approaching the listing agent and buying directly through them. Yeah, I, I could see some of those parallels. I mean, I, I, I bought my first house by myself. Mm -hmm. uh, I limped through that process. Um, I, I would have used the agent, but he never told me what the process was supposed to be. <laughs> so I felt bad about it, but you know, it wasn't until after I be, you know, started studying to become a realtor right. and I realized I had kind of, uh, pulled one of those moves where a realtor cusses me behind mm -hmm. the scenes, but mm -hmm. you know, uh, there's definitely a lot of education that needs to happen. And I think, right. you know, like companies like yourself, I mean, as you guys open up the process, make the education and everything more transparent, I think that you know, it's in the consumer's favor. And if that means one side of representation is gone, well, you know, that's what it is. Right. Um, well, let's, uh, we're going to, we're going to land the plane here a bit here with a few questions. There's just kind of, you know, as, as a founder, um, you know, there's a lot of things you got to be doing and I'm just interested in uh, some things of, you know, how you're, you're staying sharp and, and staying ahead of the curve here. So, Tell me what are what are some of the the books or uh, uh, websites or blogs that uh, you're reading to stay up on the curve? Yeah, so you know, definitely Inman is a huge one. Um, you know, I think for anybody involved in real estate, I mean, they really are the go-to. Um, you know, for all things national, you know, looking to uh, to the Tennessean, um, seeing what they have, looking at their real estate section. Um, as far as different books, you know, I have a whole stack over here, but you know, do more faster, uh, measure what matters. You know, there's a bunch of great ones that. Um, you know, as a startup founder, you know, it's hard to find uh, the couple hours a day to, to read, but, you know, you definitely should. I mean, the payoff is great. And um, even just uh, as a way to self-reflect on what you're doing. Um, so, yeah, those, those are the ones that I'm currently, you know, reading and, and keeping up to date on. And then um, just, you know, back from my investing days, uh, you know, always looking at launch ticker, um, looking at, you know, seeing who's getting funded, who's funding who. Um, those are things that just kind of pique my interest as well. Yeah. Yeah. Who do you look to, uh, or who are you learning from? Uh, as far as, you know, founders or you tell me, man. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I definitely like, um, you know, what, uh, the book, so the book do more faster, right. It's kind of, um, this assemblance of, you know, short stories from, you know, tech stars and, and from folks, different experiences of going through that program. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, the best thing about that book is, whenever you interview a lot of entrepreneurs, especially ones that have found a lot of, uh, you know, success and have done quite well, um, they'll always tell you, or most of them will always tell you that it was smooth sailing the, the whole way through. Right. And the good thing about this book is we'll say it absolutely was not. Um, it was you know, a very <laughs> tough experience. Like these are the exact things that went wrong. Um, and this is what to watch out for, you know, so that when you start your own company, um, again, you can do it and, and hopefully learn from past mistakes that uh, you don't have to make yourself. Yeah. And, and uh, finally here, who's inspiring you or who keeps you inspired? Uh, really, it's my co-founders. I mean, it, it truly is. Both of them, um, I mentioned in, in one of the articles, um, you know, they're, they're both uh, kind of immigrants to this country. Um, you know, I, I really respect folks that have a different way of thinking, um, you know, and 
what they do on a daily basis. I mean, just seeing how hard they've worked, you know, till this point um, for, you know, literally no pay, right? Just equity in, in a dream, really. Um, you know, it's been really inspiring to me. And, um, you know, it's been just an absolute pleasure having them on board. And, um, you know, hopefully, hopefully we can really uh, do some good for, for home sellers and, um, you know, kind of change the way that your home is bought and sold. Yeah. Well, Tyler, it's, it's been awesome uh, having you on the show. I've, I've learned a ton. Uh, I think that uh, you guys have a really innovative model here. You're doing something that, to my knowledge, I don't know of anyone else really doing what you guys mm -hmm. are doing. Mm -hmm. um, you know, putting some twists on some old models, changing right. up new ones, total hybrid. So uh, I want to leave it out. I want to leave you with the, the final word. How do people learn more about you, get connected to you and Felix Holmes? Yeah, so you can go over to that famous domain uh, called howdyfelix.com. Um, and, you know, the best way to, to learn more about what we're doing is, is just check out the website. Um, you know, we have Drift. So if you want to get in contact with me um, or anybody from the company, you know, just send a message. Um, and, again, we have a really great section of the website called blog. And, you know, we've written some really helpful articles. If you're looking to sell your home or know somebody that is, you know, we have some great articles on really how to boost the price of your home, what are the steps you need to be taking and everything you should look out for. Very cool. All right. Well, Hey, thanks so much for uh, joining us on the show here, Tyler. I can't wait for you and I to actually finally get a chance to link up uh, next time you're in town or I make it up to New York yeah. we'll do that for yeah. sure. And then uh, until then, uh, thanks everyone for listening. Cool. Thank you. All right. See you. Well, that's it for today. Thanks so much for listening to the Tech Nest podcast. Hey, don't forget you can get on the email list so you never miss an upcoming episode. That's technest.io. That's T-E-C-H-N-E-S-T dot I-O. Get on the email list. Uh, go to the App Store, whether you found us in iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, wherever you found us. Leave us a five-star review and share it with your friends. And if you've got a guest or someone that you'd like to recommend or if you think that you'd be a great guest on the show, hey, send me an email, nate at realteampanda.com. That's nate at realteampanda.com. See you guys later.